following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's Talking Cowboys here on a Thursday morning as we are back, and so is NFL football. It's Christmas for NFL as the long-waited offseason is now officially over. There's football on the television screens tonight as the Texans and Chiefs Hit up on NBC, but you got to wait a little bit longer for the Dallas Cowboys. We've got three days until kickoff on Sunday Night Football as the Cowboys travel to Los Angeles. And we are talking Cowboys. It's week one, episode three. Glad you're with us here on DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, and the great Cowboys insider, Mr. Rob Phillips. And boys, it's, it, it is. It Say does, it with your chest, Kyle. It Say it with your chest. It feels like... <laughs> Christmas. That's exactly what it is. I feel like we've said that a lot. Is say it with your chest lately. Yesterday I was during the, the wide receivers debate, and today it's just because we're excited about football, and it's here. It had a lot of question marks throughout the off season, but but Rob, it's finally here, and we get to actually see the NFL season play out. Yeah, and we get to see we get to see the defending champs tonight. Sunday night we get to see what's developing into a pretty good rivalry in the NFC. And I think these teams are, are similar in some, in some ways. They've made changes in the offseason, the Rams and Cowboys, and we're going to get into that over the next, what, 45 minutes? There's plenty to discuss, gentlemen. Heckma? It is football day in America. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> it makes me get to this point, man. And it just, it just feels good. I, I'm, man, I got my popcorn ready. All of those things, man. It's just <laughs> feels so good to just be talking about real, actual football playing. So, you, wait, hold up. You're a popcorn guy. You're not like a chips and dip kind of guy. You, you, you actually go with the popcorn. Do you throw M&Ms in there? Or there is there butter? Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, I do all of that, man. I pretzel. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just it's whatever I have to do, man. Isaiah, I feel like you're a guai guy. Why be picky? You, you just want to be different from everybody, right? You know what? All I do is drink water because my body is my temple. <laughs> That's how I get ready for the case. No, man. Uh, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for some football, man. I've been waiting to see some guys run around and hit each other for a long time. 2020 has been a heck of a year for absolutely everybody uh, on this podcast, everybody that's listening right now. So I think that we are all ready to to, to free our minds of some of the stress and, and all the, um, you know, all the uh, division that we've had in this country. We really want to just see out there and just be able to cheer uh, for, for opposing teams and just watch some guys go out there and, and, and have some fun, man. So I'm really looking forward to the kickoff tonight and obviously looking forward to the NFC battle that we're about to talk about for the next 43 minutes now. Yeah, you're darn right. We're, we are going to talk about that battle. But before we get into to some of the matchups today, we are previewing the Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense, which I, I really do think could be 
the deciding factor in, in this game on Sunday. But uh, go, looking through this injury report, and, and Rob, you were a part of practice yesterday. You get got to see actually a real-life injury report uh, that was sent out by the Cowboys. How about that? Uh, How about some real clarity? Actually, yes. finally clarity, especially in Amari Cooper's case, Rob, where he was now – or it's now revealed that he will be dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury. Is it something you're worried about? And what was the rest of that injury report? Rest of the injury report was pretty clean. I think there were three other guys on it. Luke Gifford was limited. Uh, Cheeto Awuze had a full practice. And I'm blanking on the other one. Jordan, um, uh, but it was not uh, – yeah, Jordan Lewis. Jordan missed, Lewis. He was the only player on the 53 active roster to miss practice yesterday with the ankle. But, yeah, I think Amari's probably good to go. I think it's a good sign that he had a full practice. What we saw in the opening session, he did some, some cord work, some conditioning work with the athletic training staff. But I think they were the, – the reduced workload at the end of camp makes sense if it's a hamstring because Isaiah's talked about it for weeks. Those soft tissue injuries, man, if there's any hint of it, you got to be real careful. So I think they're just trying to get him ready for Sunday night. I think it'll be fine. Isaiah, what's it like trying to, to work through a hamstring injury at that point Ooh. in the season? I mean, it's so early, of course, no preseason. You've mentioned it already. Soft tissue injuries are going to be prevalent, especially early in the season. But whenever you're going through a training camp and you're already limited in what you're doing anyways, how does that affect you as a player? It kills you. It kills you. Physically, you know, the soft tissue injuries, and we're seeing that all over the league, right? You see they're talking about Mike Evans. Um, obviously, that's a big one. There's a bunch. I think there's a few other guys that are dealing with some growings. And when you when you hear of these injuries, man, these growings and, and hamstrings suck. Um, I mean, they're, they're deep tissue. They're deep soft tissue. You hear them with the term soft tissue, but these are deep embedded muscle groups that involve a lot of uh, power output, right? You guys are, are agile. You have to be able to be um, to exp- not only expel a bunch of power, um, but you also be able, have to be able to change directions. So that's the thing that you really can't duplicate when you're talking about an offseason program. Obviously, these guys have went through camp, but even by going through the camp, it's still not game speed. <laughs> so you're going to see even more injuries this week. Um, hopefully, it doesn't happen to, to the Cowboys. Um, but uh, you know, unfortunately, you're going to see a um, league wide because you know these are things that you can't that you can't predict. These things that you can't really prepare for. Um, and and it's going to happen because a competition comes. You're no longer thinking about toning it down. You're only thinking about turning it up. Yeah, I think that's something that and, – oh, go speaking for it, of the, the Well, I just forgot, you know, Xavier Woods is not even on the injury report because yeah. it, it racked my brain there with the – reminded me with the groin injury. He's not even on it. So uh, that's a good sign for Sunday. And, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a pretty clean injury report so far. That's pretty good for, for three weeks of camp coming off of no work in the offseason. And, and kind of going along with that secondary, the, the one player that we did mention that was in the secondary and, and was on uh, the, the injury report, actually the two of them, Jordan Lewis and Cheeto Awuzie. Heck, whenever you, I know we talked about the defense and the, the matchup that they've got with this Los Angeles Rams receiving core with Cooper Cup. Robert Woods. I went back and watched the game from last year a little bit, and in the All-22 film, two guys that stuck out to me were Jordan Lewis and Cheeto because of the way that they were able to cover those guys in the slot, outside. They did a lot of that in the game last year. Does it worry you that both of those guys are a little bit banged up moving into Sunday? Not at all. I think that, you know, with Diggs, uh, what him, you know, everything we heard about him in camp has mm. been really positive, but also with the veteran leadership of Worley uh, as well. So I just don't 
right now I got so many other question marks in my head when it comes down <laughs> to what's going to happen on Sunday. Not really that concerned about it. I think Cheeto's had a solid camp. Uh, but also, you know, Jordan Lewis is a guy I'm, I'm hoping game time ready uh, because we're, we're expecting big things out of him. But I wanted to go back to what you were asking about Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. And my question has always been with Amari, which Amari is going to show up to the party, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's been the home Amari and the away Amari. Which one are we going to get? And just to hear that, look, man, he may have a blown tire is not a good way to start the season. That's not what you. That's not definitely not what you want to hear. And Kyle, I like to I like to pose this point too. What happens if, if if the report is true and Cooper does have a little bit of a of a, of a tweaked hamstring? Yeah. Number one, whenever you're dealing with a hamstring or soft tissue injury, you you have to tone it down, right? So if you have 100 percent to give, you're really only giving about 70, right? You're really only giving about 70 because you're now trying to play and prevent making that injury worse, right? Not only mentally, but physically, right? So you're not giving it everything that you have, which means that you're not being as productive as you could be. And now what happens, it. you can't do it, right? And, and no, what happens if Amari actually goes out there or anybody else that's, that's dealing with a soft tissue throughout the game and they actually tweak it, right? Now what do you do? It's week one of 16 and potentially hopefully 20 plus, right? Uh, it's week one. When do you sit him down immediately and just say, hey, we're sitting you down for a couple weeks? Or do you try to have him try to push through because this is your season opener? A lot oh, of man. questions that, that, you know, that have to be posed, but hopefully, you know, we don't have to worry about those. You got me worried now. I wasn't too worried about it till now. <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> I, saw, I saw full practice and I was like, okay, he's good. But you're right. I mean, it's something that can, if, it, if there is a tweak, it, 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 sometimes it doesn't take much. You know, especially I, I, there's there's been situations. I think there's a game last year where he played three plays and he felt something. It might have mm -hmm. been his quad or something, and he was they, they shut him down for the game. So. I yeah, and, 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 and to your point, Rob, you try to push through. I can remember distinctively when I was playing for New England, and I was I was a, a personal protector for the for the punter. And I remember going out, and I went to go make one move, and I went to go try to take off, and I literally tweaked my groin, and it, oh. and, it, and you could feel the pull, and I was like, oh crap! So I literally ran mm -hmm. down there, and I came to the sideline, and guess what? I didn't say anything. Right. I didn't say anything. Why? Because you don't want to come out the game. Right. Right. You don't want to come out the game. So what do you end up doing? You end up staying in the game. You're like, all right, I'm a man up. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the league. I'm a man. I'm going to deal with it. And guess what? I go out there again to the next play and I try to make a move and I feel that I'm nowhere near 100 percent. Right. So I, what do I end up doing? I end up giving everything that I have without trying to make it worse. Right. And now all of a sudden now I'm the 60 percent of the player that I should be. Mm. Right. When instead of me going out and telling somebody else, hey, come in and take my spot. So there's a, there's a lot of those mind games as well that you might deal with this first week because guys are going to be like, I can't get hurt this first game. No way in the world I'm going to go sit down. Yeah, but you're not doing what you need to do and you're making yourself worse. Hey, Isaiah, no dangerous, more dangerous place to be is on a football field at 50%. <laughs> Give it around. Yeah, no, not against grown men. No, you don't want that. <laughs> and the one game that really stuck out to me last year with Amari Cooper might have been that Jets game where he did go a couple plays into it and then ultimately uh, was shelved for the majority of the game. But uh, Rob, you were saying that you're right. a little bit you're a little bit worried by what Isaiah was saying whenever it comes to the really what it takes to go through a hamstring injury. I've got a, a stat that might worry you what it takes hamstring injury wise and also against the Rams in just two career games against the Los Angeles Rams. Amari Cooper has a total of two receptions for 28 yards and one of those receptions was a 19 yarder in last uh, last year's week 15 game. So basically he's had two receptions and one really good one throughout his entire career 
against this franchise. Now, I know it's a little bit different. He was in the AFC for a little bit, and he didn't play the Rams a whole lot. But now that he's been in the NFC and he's been with the Cowboys for what will now be his third season, hasn't had a ton of success, at least in the regular season, against the Rams. He had a pretty good game again in that divisional round a couple years ago. But is this something that would worry you, Rob, about – Maybe the fact that this is a stout secondary. I mean, you look at the the guys on the secondary: Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you, you've got a lot of a lot of those you know. players back there. Even a draft pick in Terrell Burgess, who I think is going to play some significant amount of time. Does it worry you the fact that Amari Cooper is dealing with this and going up against one of the better secondaries he'll see all year? Well, I think it's a hell of a matchup. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know. He didn't have big production the last time they played the Rams, but I don't know if necessarily he played poorly in that game. They, mm-hmm. th- the Cowboys just dominated up front. You they know, did. they didn't really have to get a ton going in the past game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this is probably the toughest matchup he may draw the entire season in Jalen Ramsey. And I believe Ramsey, I think he followed him a decent amount in that mm-hmm. in that last game that they played. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder how the Rams will will treat that this year i mean they do have troy hill on the other side but you know the cowboys have potentially upgraded their receiving core if cd lamb is what camp suggested he could be early on so do they play sides or do or do they try to focus on amari like you said i mean ramsey's a tough matchup you guys know that because he's a big physical cornerback and and that that matches up well with what, what what amari brings to the table Hey Rob, to, to your point, and I guess I know we're spending a lot of time on Cooper, and, and in, in my thought process, I feel like Cooper's going to be eliminated for the most part out of this game because it's a, it's a hundred million dollars versus a hundred million dollars. That's what right. the headline should be. It should be a hundred yep. versus a hundred because you literally got a hundred million dollar Cooper versus a hundred million dollar Ramsey, and uh, and Ramsey's a hundred dollars. His smells a little bit fresher, right? So it's a little, <laughs> little, got a little got a little distinct smell to it, right? So um, you know, and when you when you hear a report like, oh man, somebody has a hamstring, if you're a hyena. Right in in in, in a safari, <laughs> and you, you you see a wildebeest out there, a little wounded. What are you gonna do, right? Kill the it. whole the you come you coming after it, right? And we right. already know Ramsey's already he was already mouthy. He's very confident player on walking on the borderline of cocky, which is perfectly fine at that position. You expect it. <laughs> He's gonna come up and put hands on Coop. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Coop responds to another hundred million dollar man lining up against him and he knows that this thing just happened this week Ramsey's hype he wants to prove that he's worth all this money if I say that we wash that side out pretty much wash Coop out now we're talking about CD and Gallup and how these guys match up against the rest of their secondary you know what Isaiah I don't agree with that and the reason why I don't is because you played with a guy by the name of Terrell Eldorado Owens who even if he was going (laughs) against a guy Revis Island right hold on you had to to throw the ball you had to throw the ball to T.O. there was no way that you washed him and so what I'm talking about is the upper echelon of wide receivers in the league and if Omari Cooper's paid like one and he's going across from Ramsey. We got to see what's under that hood. Also, we can't go away from my game plan because of Jalen Ramsey. Now, I understand Jalen Ramsey is a dog. He's one of the best quarterbacks hey, hey, in hey. the league. But still, <laughs> we have one of the best wide receivers, quote unquote. When you make $100 million, you got to prove it. You got to show it. Heck, we don't, there heck. are no $100 million decoys in heck. the league, man. No way. 
Heck, did you really just compare Cooper to T.O.? I was thinking that same no, thing. This, the, the comparison. Come right there with you. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The comparison is the money that you're being paid. Okay. The okay. way that you okay. are looked at as a player. Okay. Not calling him Terrell Woo. Eldorado Owens. There's Woo. a big difference between the two players. All I'm saying is if we're paying guys $100 million to be a decoy, can I raise my hand for that? Please. <laughs> Hey, okay. I can tell you this. Well, I, I, I have ran routes against Mr. Daryl Revis himself, right? And we have had our battles. And I guarantee you, Daryl Revis shut down the entire side of the field. Jalen Ramsey not only can shut down the entire side of the field, but he is going to be following <laughs> Cooper wherever he goes. He's going to be on him like white on rice and a paper plate in a snowstorm. He is not going to let him go away. So he's got to deal with him in his hip pocket all day long. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but that, still doesn't, that still doesn't say that. Very um, true. I know that. Amari Cooper is a weapon that we have to use. Now, here's the other thing. We're, we're spending this time on Ramsey, mm-hmm. but let's go on the other side of the field for Troy Hill. Yeah. In Here my opinion, it's Troy go. Hill's – his birthday is Sunday. It's Ooh. your birthday. Wow, um, that's a stat. And, yeah. And we, okay. and, we blow, and we blowing out candles in SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium <laughs> because you're the other guy. So, I mean, I understand the strategy okay. and the scheme to say, oh, we're going over to the other side. That's cool. But we're going over to the other side with whom? Mike Ga- – we're going with Gallup. Absolutely. That's the, that's the battle. That, that's the battle. That's where it's at. But at the same time, yeah. we're not going to change our offense because – Oh, no. Jalen Ramsey just got paid $100 million, and no. oh, cool, just go out there and play chess with him. No, man, we're going hey. to show him. Hey, heck, That's what we're heck, doing. I, heck, I, I know we got to end this. I, I totally agree with you. All I'm saying is, just to back it up, we're comparing somebody that you don't know which version is going to show up right. versus somebody who shows up every time. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They both get paid $100 million, but but one person you refer to is not knowing which version you're going to get. So that's that's all I'm saying. And you got to talk about the, the money also coming from Jalen Ramsey. It's right off the Brinks truck, truck this week because he, he signed the deal yesterday Ooh, just before we got fresh, done. Five fresh years, money. $105 million. Brinks on versus Brinks. Ver, yeah, Brinks truck. And, and also <laughs> the fact that you've got the richest – cornerback contract in NFL history, and that's what he was signing with the five-year 105. He deserved it. Now, yes, he does. We, we keep talking about these these other wide receivers that are going to show up, and the, you talk about Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. I want to throw Cedric Wilson into the mix as well. I think he had a fantastic camp. I think he could make a difference. Is this secondary deep enough? I mean, we talked about Jalen Ramsey, Troy Hill, but I want to know about maybe the safeties. John Johnson, Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp's a fantastic safety. He led the team in t- tackles last That's year. Isaiah. That's Isaiah's boy. Is there, uh, How do you do? Is there any worry that the Cowboys <laughs> and wide receivers have the have that connection and have that kind of taken a, a, away from you or at least neutralized in this game? Um. No, uh, they, the the Rams do not have the secondary to match up man to man to the Cowboys receiving core. Not even. We talked about this yesterday. The Cowboys have a have a uh, have a solid receiving core, and when you factor it in with the abilities that they have to run the ball as well, this offense as a whole they won't they don't have enough depth to handle that. And I'm curious though to see, even though they don't have it man to man to be able to handle these guys one on one, I'm curious as to what their new defensive coordinator is going to bring to the table. So that's that's what I'm interested in seeing. I, the matchups are one thing, but the defensive coordinator could be the game changer in terms of how these guys are played. And what I'm hearing out of the, out of the Rams camp is that this new defensive coordinator, Staley, is very is a lot more aggressive mm-hmm. than Coach Phillips used to be. So um, that's going to be very intriguing. Do you blitz Dallas? <laughs> 
I don't think it's a good idea uh, because now you're going one-on-one with these guys and you don't have the depth. So what is he going to do in order to combat this, 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 this dual-threat offense that we have? If you've got Aaron Donald, I hope you don't have to blitz if you've got number 99 there. But, I mean, you're right on Staley because not only could they be more aggressive, it sounds a lot like this Dallas defense in terms of we're going to play a lot of different guys, we're going to give you a lot of different looks, we want guys to be versatile position-wise, and you might see guys in different spots pre-snap. So uh, it's interesting. It's going to be a chess game because I don't don't think the Cowboys really know exactly – what the Rams Nobody want to knows. do defensively, and, yeah. and same for, for the Dallas side with, Man, with that's Mike a, Nolan. That's, that's, um, a great, that's a great point, I, You Rob. know, I, I, it, it, to me it comes down to how well the Cowboys manage Aaron Donald up front. I know we're going to yep. get to that a little bit. Yeah, I, that's a huge point of this game is can Aaron Donald provide enough pressure to give that secondary even more time in coverage uh, or at least less time in coverage to, to have to, to keep up with these wide receivers. I think that will play, pay dividends, and we'll talk about that front seven coming up here after the break. But before we take that break, whether you're watching from home or cheering from the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. When we come back, is Ezekiel Elliott in for another breakout game like he had in week 15 last year we'll talk about it next here on talking cowboys since 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can by purchasing your own stetson you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game stetson hats the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to Talking Cowboys. If you're looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit the Star District 
Rams.com. We're just three days away from kickoff of the Rams and the Cowboys Sunday night football. Glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. Kyle Yeomans. Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and the great Heckma Harrison here for you again here on this Thursday, every weekday at 930. It's great just kind of getting into a groove with you guys in football season every single day along the way. We get to make fun of Heckma for comparing Amari Cooper and Terrell Owens. <laughs> get to make fun of Isaiah. That was fun during the break. Yeah. It was fun during the break. And then we get to make fun of Isaiah for thinking glad, the Rams wide receivers are better than the Cowboys wide receivers. We haven't made fun of Rob Thank yet because Rob doesn't make any bad points really honestly so uh we'll, we'll find one along the way that, that way we can get rob into the mix as well I'll, we'll get there we'll, get, we'll there. get there at some point uh <laughs> wanted to kind of bring up the this the front seven we just spent that last segment talking about the wide receivers and how they matched up with the secondary of the rams which i think is going to be a game changer uh of just how much this passing game is going to have success dak only had 212 yards in that week 15 win last year and the reason why because the Cowboys just dominated for up front. Rob mentioned it earlier, talked about how Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard each had 100-plus yards. They were dominant on the ground all game long. And I really think we could see that again. Now, I know the question marks are still on the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys. you got Lyle Collins on IR, Tyron Smith has, dealed with, uh, has been dealing with a couple ailments. Same thing with Connor Williams and you're replacing Travis Frederick. No more Travis Frederick. Instead, you have Joe Looney. But, Rob, this is a, a matchup that seems favorable for the Cowboys heading into Sunday, doesn't it? I would have said I would have said that until I saw that ESPN story that said that Aaron Donald was just an average, just an average run defender. Yeah, average. Was that why the, the guy the guy who the, wrote that story, is he an Eagles fan or something? Don't is he just, is he just the bear. Is he just trying to is he just trying to hype up number ninety nine on the other team? Because I don't I don't see that. I know you guys don't see that. Zach Martin doesn't see that. He talked about (laughs) uh, Donald yesterday on on a call, and and he he is as complete a defensive player as I don't know as I've ever ever seen. And I think uh, he anchors them both in the in the pass rush against the run as well. I think the difference, Kyle, last year was the Rams. They just didn't tackle well. They were they were sloppy in that game and and missed some opportunities. And I think that that's gotten away from the team that went to the Super Bowl two years ago. That usually is a very fundamental team with Wade Phillips, and they've just got to get back to that. Uh, but they do have some changes in their front seven. Heckman, yeah, nineteenth nineteenth uh, ranked rushing defense last year, and I think that's probably what cost Wade his job uh, mm-hmm. as well. But. Look, let's get down to it. The fact that they lost Dante Fowler and also Corey Littleton is going to be quite significant for this team. Those guys were Littleton was a dog last year. A lot of tackles for him and also Dante Fowler off the edge. But Brockers has from LSU mountain of a man has been great with uh, number 99. And and I didn't when I read that article about 99 being bad against the run, I was (laughs) like, they're just trying to hype this guy up to send him out there and make him crazy because we know he is a a double team defeater all the time. And if you've watched any of Hard Knocks, this guy Aaron Donald is made by God. I know we all are, but he was just (laughs) made a little bit different. And I can't wait to see what we do against them. But basing it off of last year, I am looking for Ezekiel Elliott to have a huge day versus the Rams because I don't think they have an answer for what we're going to do in the running game at all. Now, kind of going I, I think off you of might, that. You might want to be 
I was gonna here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this to you, Isaiah. I got you here. Yeah. So whenever you have the linebackers, and of course, really that's been the weak spot of this this Rams defense over the last two seasons has been the linebacking core. They didn't really address it a whole lot in the offseason. I mean, you still have Kenny Young, Micah Kaiser, Leonard Floyd. Those are your main guys in the linebacking core for Los Angeles. Now, if if that if that's a weak spot, is it the running backs or the tight ends, Isaiah, that have the the or that are really the most dangerous at this point? <clears throat> that's a good question. Um, I mean. Our run, our running game is is going to be solid. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess let me clear that up first of all. We're still going to be able to run the rock. Um, again, I'm I'm very curious after, and it sucks that we didn't have a preseason obviously to get an idea of what these guys are going to do um, on defense with Staley as a new coordinator. Um, but if they're as as a defensive coordinator, if you do have questions with your front seven. Um, as the Rams do at this point, right, mm-hmm. versus the Cowboys. It's not even a matchup. Uh, you, what, you, you have to get creative in your schemes, right? So you have to be able to slant your D. De- you have to be able to, to, to run stunts with your defensive line, meaning that you're, you know, you're, you're crossing guys or you're running guys. You're not, you're not lining up directly against somebody and going forward. You're running across their body, um, trying to create uneven matchups. You're running linebackers in the opposite direction. You're, you're trying to do misdirection, all this illusional type stuff, right, to create um, uh, leverage in a sense. Um, that's what I foresee them having to do because for them to think that they're just going to be able to, to line up, um, us snap the ball and them come straight ahead and be able to stop us, even with um, our offensive line not being at 100%, is still not a good matchup for them. Um, Aaron Donald is an absolute specimen. We all know that, but he's one guy. Right. He's one guy. Um, and, you know, he from my understanding, he's lost a little bit of weight as well. He's slimmed up a little bit, which makes him more explosive, but it doesn't necessarily help him in the run game. Right. When we talk about we got 300 plus pound men that are going to be moving him. So you got one 280, 290 pound man versus two 300 guys, pound guys. He's going to do so much. So I think that you'll be able to neutralize him. In the run game, um, I, I know they definitely poked the bear and try to try to piss him off and get him riled up for this game. But I think we can neutralize him internally on that. Um, the where we're gonna have to worry about him is on the on the passing game. So yeah. I don't think that we that we let Jarwin even has to even worry about facing facing him at any point in time. Bell won't have to worry about him too much. Um, but our interior linemen are definitely gonna have their hands full on trying to block him one on one unless they're unless they start stunning. Heckman, do you think that it could be a repeat of last year whenever both Zeke and Pollard had 100-plus yards, or is that a little bit too much to ask, even with the firepower that the, the Cowboys have on that side of the football? You know, Kyle, I think that's what you have to do. I, and the reason why I say that is because of not having an offseason, not having a preseason. Uh, without having these games, man, the one thing you want to get your offensive line and rhythm of is hitting people, not – catching right they want to come out there and hit people in the mouth and get in a rhythm and get Zeke and TP off you know and that's that's going to be the thing because it's going to be the first time that these guys have even hit someone with a different color and the adrenaline is going to be pumping somebody's going to hyperventilate I know I might but at the same time (laughs) You got to get you got to get the the running game going, and the best way to do that and get this get this team in the rhythm is to start with the running game. Look, no one knows what the Cowboys are going to bring to the table. They think you know it's going to be the deal with you know offensive coordinator and the continuity there. But I'm really excited about Mike McCarthy and what he's done historically over his career with his tight ends, and so I see 
Jarwin having a really big game uh, against this Rams team that's going to be gearing up to try to stop the run and stop some of our other weapons. Rob, is that is that the game plan? Is, is to get both Zeke and Pollard involved immediately? Or is, I know nobody really knows what the game plan is right now. But what what is perceived to be a, a key to this game is getting those two guys involved early. That was what happened in Week 15 last year. But I know that's also not exactly what Cowboys fans would want to hear with the new wide receiving core. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been interesting. One of the narratives coming out of training camp is how much Zeke's going to be potentially used as a, as a receiver. And I, to me, I think it's, it's, it's sliding a little too far in that direction. I mean, I think there's still this offense is still going to be successful when he is setting the tone and setting a physical tone up front yep. and starting to wear guys down. And then I think you, Pollard's going to get his chances. But then the, the second half to me is when hopefully you've got a lead and that's when you can really start to wear down with both those guys. That's where they got most of their – that's when they were both eating at the end of the, yep. uh, end of the game in December last year. So mm-hmm. I think that's what you're trying to do. McCarthy, to me, that's a little bit of a, of a false narrative that he won't use a running back and won't, won't pound down in the ground game because he's done it. He's done it as an offensive coordinator in New Orleans. Yes. Yep. He's done it in Green Bay when, when he's had uh, a good tandem of backs. So I still think that's got to be the formula. And, and it's going to make things easier for the receivers like we talked about in the first segment. Hopefully it does. I, I hope it does make it easier for the receivers because they're going to have a tough matchup whenever the secondary comes around, and I think you, you'll need both Zeke and Pollard to, to make an impact early on in order to uh, really get out in front in that game. But when we come back, we'll, we'll finish up our preview of the, the Rams and the Cowboys, and we'll actually hear Isaiah's prediction on the game. He won't be with us tomorrow unfortunately, but we will get his prediction for Sunday's matchup between the Rams and the Cowboys when we return here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Ten minutes remaining here in this edition of Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us. I'm inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios. It's week one, episode three, a Thursday edition as NFL football is officially back tonight. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and the great Isaiah Stanback joining us today as always. And, and guys, before we get into talking special teams, I want to kind of hear What's your prediction on tonight's game is going to be? I mean, we've got two really good teams. I mean, you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, Super Bowl defending champions with Patrick Mahomes and company returning pretty much everybody from that team a year ago that was was good enough to win a championship, and they're going to look to try and make it back-to-back. But they start things off against Deshaun Watson and a DeAndre Hopkins-less Texans team. Uh, Rob, we'll start with you. Who who you got tonight's game and, and why? It's simple for me. Isaiah played with Tom Brady, and Pat Mahomes is in Tom Brady mode for me now. Ooh. I always, If Tom Brady's playing in a game, I got Tom Brady. If they lose, they lose, but I'm going with Tom Brady. I'm going with Pat Mahomes tonight. Heckma? Man, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys South. <laughs> and, that's a dig, and that's a dig at my cousins in Houston. But definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the Texans. They beat them in the regular season, and they had them in the playoffs, and I just feel like with the Super Bowl hangover, they're primed and ready for a beating at home. Mm. Isaiah? Oh, heck, ma. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's me. It's, it's okay. It's right. I'm here it's for you. Good. Okay, I'm here for you, heck. I know you uh, are. Uh, I, I love H-Town. Uh, I play for Billy O. I think those guys are going to be ready to roll. I think their receivers are being undervalued and underrated right now. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout, uh, but I think Kansas City's still hungry. I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel as if the Kansas City is like other teams that have won a Super Bowl where it's like, okay, I hit this high and now I can chill out. I think these guys are still hungry. I think they want more. I think that they're, they're still improving. They're getting better. They got all their guys back, and they even added more. So I got to go with KC uh, with the good old Chiefs, baby. And they've got young Sproles, heck. They got young yeah. Sproles yes, coming sir. out. <laughs> <laughs> football, football is a year-by-year business, man. You can't live off of what you did last year, and it starts Ooh. today. And I just feel, I, and I feel like the hype train is already on the tracks, and everybody's going to get on board. It, look, man, we got a long time together, guys. We're just getting started. Oh, I love it. it. it was, well, since we already have the 100 million versus 100 million, we got the what the the 40 million a year versus 40 million a year tonight, right? Isn't that isn't that the matchup? Exactly. Okay. Man, half a million right. versus 40 million a year. Yeah, I, and I, I think yeah, Heckman made a, a great point on the fact that the Texans beat them in the regular season and had them on the ropes in the postseason and just basically points. straight up blew it is ultimately what ended up happening. <laughs> they blew that one. So, uh, yeah, because they're playing, they're playing the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. There you no go. lead is safe. <laughs> no lead is safe. No, no, there Fastest are no team. Golden State Warriors of the oh, NFL. Fastest oh, team. Rob, nope. just, Rob compared Mm-mm. the Chiefs to Tom Brady and the Golden State Warriors in, in one segment? <laughs> How is... do you beat that? What, what, argument, what argument can you put together when Rob says that? 
The hype train is real. The hype train is real. I guess I guess I gotta go. I gotta go sixteen and zero with Kansas City. I yeah, guess. there right. you go. There you go. Uh, I I've got Kansas City winning tonight, but I think it'll be a good game. I really do. I'm gonna I'm stopping down. I'm watching the whole thing. Also, oh, all of y'all, all of y'all with Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're the only Texans. Kansas City. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes, and we're not changing it either. Um, before right. <laughs> before we're done uh, with with today's episode, I want to kind of go into special teams. We haven't talked to any special teams yet, but it is significant in this game because, one, we don't really know what's going on with special teams in terms of the, the personnel. We don't know exactly what John Fossil's going to do, and also John Fossil's returning to where he was the head – or not head coach, but the special teams coordinator in Los Angeles and, and making his return to the Rams. If you remember back to that Week 15 matchup last year – he actually ran a fake punt against the Cowboys. It did not work out for the Rams. Let's just say it that way. But uh, Heckma, is there a, a, a potential that we might see something crazy from John Fossil this week? It's John Fossil, so you have no idea what he's going to do. I'm just hoping that there's a marked improvement from what we had last year. Greg the Leg is our kicker now, and I'm, I'm really excited to see yeah. what he does. Yeah. You know, from, from a special teams perspective, man, I just want to see number 88 returning punts mm. for the Cowboys. That's what I'm hoping to see opening, you know, Sunday night. I think that's going set to set the tempo for the rest of the season once C.D. Lamb gets out there and return one. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature. Why, why do you say that? Why do you say that, Isaiah? I, I can't, know, I I can't know say the listening. last part of that, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, why risk it, man? Why risk it? Okay. I know you're not supposed to play scared, you know, but, I mean, you gassed this guy up so much, and, you know, he's supposed to be your pride and joy. Um, your new addition, he already has enough stuff to worry about on the offensive side of the ball. Don't throw him out there as, on punt return for somebody to be up there and go out there and take a cheap a cheap hit on him, you know? Um, that's the thing that, that could happen. If he was on kick return, I'll say, yeah, put him on kick return. But punt return, that's a whole beast of its own, man. You got mm. you got one dude that can go down there and just go crazy, not pay attention to you know to the, him waving the hand, and somebody can just take him out, right? It's just not worth the risk. Um, you, I hate to say it, you know, use one of your other guys, but use one of your other guys. Uh, I think you can get the same type of protection. Can't play scared, Isaiah. You know. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> what yeah. about what about if he's if they're if the Rams are backed up and there's a chance for a return? Otherwise, if it's more of a safe return, maybe go with somebody else. Maybe go with I don't know Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think you got but, other guys that can, that can be just as productive. I mean, I, I don't. I, I haven't. I need to see CD Lamb in the NFL. I'll, I'll put it that way. I need to see him in the NFL. College is one thing. You got grown men out here that that are on rosters just for special teams now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. It's, it's, it's completely different. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he reacts in the league, how his speed is in the league, how he adjusts to the to the influx of speed and power and size of this new game. It's a new game, and you're and it's, it's real. Because I made the switch from college to NFL. It is not even in the same ballpark. Yeah. You got some guys that say, oh, it's not that bad. The heck it ain't, especially when you're out on punt return. You got dudes that are going down there straight – Showing as fast as you running as fast as they can, and their sole purpose is to put their helmet through your chest cavity. So, I wouldn't risk it. Not in these first couple games. Let's get let him get his feet wet a little bit, and then we can talk about it. Maybe uh, uh, you know in the second quarter of the season. Well, and you think about the guy. I want to see it, but I'm just being selfish. I, I want to see it as well. From a fan standpoint, I would love to see it. But uh, you think about the guys that in college, C.D. Lamb was making look like they were running in slow motion. Those are guys that are fighting to stay on the roster, fighting to keep their scholarships. Whereas in the NFL, 
It's upped. I mean, it's completely you raised. You're you're fighting for a paycheck. <laughs> you're fighting for a roster spot. This pay. is this is your livelihood yeah. that you're actually on special teams to do. Like you said, that's your sole job description. Go hit somebody. And, Kyle, and I, I play, I, I play I, a I dude by the name of Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater <laughs> in New England. In New England, he's special like a teams five demon. team Pro Bowler, and I love playing <laughs> with him on special teams. And we would get together and go crazy just to see who could run the fastest. He is on the New England roster and keeps getting paid millions of dollars yep. every year to simply run down there and make guys fair catch. And if they don't fair catch, guess what? He gets paid to run down there and take their head off. So mm. that is all that there's. There's there's two to three guys on every roster that that's all they're paid to do, and you don't want to expose CD to that, especially when there hasn't been a preseason for guys to get their feet underneath them. They're, 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 the risk injury is just too high this week. Hey, John Fossil was asked a couple weeks ago, what what makes a good special teams player? And he said, I don't know, uh, crazy? That's that's the first thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You, know, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes at yeah, high totally. speeds, like yeah. Isaiah said. You got to have a little bit of that that little tick in you to, to go down and, and get the job done. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think CeeDee Lamb would be kind of scary to watch. Uh, it, it would be fun to watch, but I would be so nervous the whole time. It's like watching a quarter, like a mobile quarterback run. You, you want to see it happen, yeah. but you don't want them to get hurt at the same time. So I, I get both sides yeah. of it. Yeah. Scared Isaiah, money don't make money. Let's go. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, that's, the, that's the, the theme of the week, I guess, is Earl Thomas is still out there. Anyways, uh, Isaiah. What, what do you got for the game on Sunday night, man? What? Dallas Cowboys with the victory in the new SoFi Stadium. Mm. All right. 31-24. We go down there and we tee off on these boys. So Cowboys right. 31-24. That's one way to get it done. We'll get it. Our- put it in ink. Yeah, I, I just did. So uh, we're keeping track of it all year long, <laughs> by the way, boys. Uh, we'll do some more predictions tomorrow, our final show of the week, 9.30 tomorrow morning. We'll predict the game uh, coming up on Sunday. We'll review what we, we talked about all week long, and then we'll get you ready heading into the weekend. But it's been a ton of fun. Glad you've been with us here over the last 45 minutes. For Isaiah Stanback, for Rob Phillips and the great Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!